Inside a rough and ruthless newsroom, thousands of stories fight for the spotlight. Only a few survive past their 15 minutes of fame. So what makes for a good headline and what makes for a buried byline? Join us, two former TV news producers, as we dig up stories that never got the recognition or justice they deserve. I'm Mallory Wilson. I'm Megan DeLucine. And this is Buried Bylines. Do you remember when I wanted to call the podcast to Angry Bitches? Yeah. I feel like that applies to the last episode and most of the ones we've ever done. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. For sure. It just <laughs> doesn't sound as polished as... No, I know. <laughs> it's, yeah. So that's why we're doing a different thing today. We're doing a little Q&A session. Yeah. Just to talk about, like working in news and setting like the foundation of what we did and just kind of answer some questions that people had because we did get some questions about some interesting stuff (laughs) I feel like I've been really bad at this but I want to plug a few things so I'd like to plug our social media so we are buried bylines on Instagram and Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is right now. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. (laughs) Also, I think we're at 20 Spotify five-star reviews. So that's exciting. Thank Um, you. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'd like my next goal is 25. And I'll say if we get 25 five-star reviews, I will wear sandals without socks on my next grocery trip. Oh my God. I do not want to do this, but I'll do it for the people. It's like 80 degrees outside. You can wear sandals without no, socks, Megan. No, I don't like it. I feel like this is just a pregnant thing for you. I've never heard no. you have an issue with this before you were pregnant. But have you ever seen me wear sandals without socks? Yes, like I bought you sandals that you wear without socks. Uh, I don't know. I prefer socks. <laughs> I've literally seen you wear them without socks. Do not try to gaslight me. I bought them for you and I watched you wear them. (laughs) They're really cute. They're yellow. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. But I, okay. I prefer socks. Okay. So maybe we should do something else. Maybe if we get 25, (laughs) if we get 25 five-star reviews, I will eat a pickle. Do you not like pickles? No, I hate pickles. Oh, you should do like you should get like half sour. They're not as like pickly flavored. Okay, well I will I will try a half sour pickle. Oh my god. She's really branching out here, guys. I really want 25 five star reviews. That would be awesome. And then third thing, just share, share, share. Tell your friends if you really like it. Yeah. Um, We want to get these stories out to as many people as possible. And I know we have some coming up that we're really excited about. So, yeah, I wanted to do some business announcements. (laughs) A little old biz. No, I think that is our problem. When we start, we get right to business. We just like hop in and we don't, I don't ever think about doing this stuff. So that's true. But yeah, I wanted to just take some time to do that and thank you guys for all the support and thank you for sending in questions for today because I'm really excited me thank too you. so the first question is how did you get into broadcast journalism or news 
Ooh. Okay, I'll start. For those of you that don't know me, my dad worked at my high school, so that was fun. He was also a little bit miffed that he didn't get a shout out like my mom last time, so dad, I'll shout you out. Oh, because my mom said we were at dinner and she said, Oh, thanks for my little shout out last time. And he was like, She got a shout out. <laughs> That's so your dad. I know. So, dad, I'm shouting you out. But he was the TV broadcasting teacher. We had a class at our small school and I took it because one, I knew my dad was not going to not give me an A. But then I really liked it. <laughs> That's and so funny. So I did it at Ball State. I really liked it. Um, I feel like I lean more towards newspaper news. Like I worked on the, is it the Ball State Daily News? Is that what it was called? What was it? Yes. Yeah. The DN. Um, yeah. Yeah. I worked on that. And then I had a little teacher's pet segment, which was really fun. So <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm better suited for newspaper news, but I mean, I really enjoyed the broadcast news part of it too. I went to Ball State and I wanted to do sports. Like, I wanted to be, like, a sports reporter. I, like, made it through my freshman year, and I didn't really get into news classes until, like, my sophomore year. And so, in my sophomore year, I met my husband, and he was, like, already doing the broadcast news at Ball State. News Link. He was already working for them and he like kind of recruited me and he was like, if you like writing and like whatever, it's a good start. And I started producing there and then I was just like, oh, I not only do I really like this, I'm really good at it. So I just like kind of went with it from there. You are really good at it. Thank you. I'd always steal your things. (laughs) (laughs) We would share content. I would steal things from you too. What? does a typical day look like for a news producer? So I would say it depends on your market because sometimes the anchor is the producer in smaller markets, which I could not imagine. This is yeah. very a very high level overview is like we would come in, we would pick all of the stories in the show. So like the producers select every single story that's going to be in the show and then they yeah. write all of those <laughs> stories. So we had different, you know, different shows are built differently. So like Megan and I both did the 5 a.m but we Mm -hmm. did it for different stations so our shows looked a little different I know like for mine mine had like a very strict outline and I Mm -hmm. really liked that I liked that a lot I did too I created one for myself because it's just easier if you know where things go yeah I really liked that about my show it was less of a free-for-all and more um structure so like Mm -hmm. The way that I would build my show is the first thing I would do when I came in would be the trending segment. So I had like a trending segment. I would find all my trending stories. Then I had a segment that was what was happening around Indianapolis that day. So I would like build a couple events and then um, there was like some consumer news and then I would do a sports segment. So I would build like sports stories and then I would do my local blog. So I would do all place all my local stories and I would always do national news last probably because it was the last yeah. it, I didn't want to do it. So I waited right. to do it till last and a lot of things come out overnight too. So 
you want to have like the newest stuff. So for the people that just watch news on TV, it's kind of goes by time too. So our local blocks were called our A and D blocks. And that was at the top of the hour and then at the 30 minute mark. And I'm not sure if that's every station, but that's a lot of stations. You'll start with local and then go across the board. That's pretty normal. The hour and the half hour are like your big blocks of local content. Yeah. So it was a lot of just like, I would find a story that I like, I'd put it in, it called, it's called a slug when you just put it in a line and you're like, okay, so that I'll put 30 seconds for this story and then you slug it. And then, so I would fill out all of my slugs first, pretty much. And then I would go back and write it all. Well, yeah, I would go then, block by block. Did you go? Well, yeah, I would, block by block, okay. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would slug all my stories, pull all the video, and then Mm -hmm. I would go through and write it and tease it. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm done with that block. Yep. And then add all your graphics and stuff. So it's actually like a lot. (laughs) It's It's so much. Yeah. So if you think about what we were doing, we would, we would come in, we would pick all of the stories that were in our show. We would pick what we wanted the reporters to do. It didn't always end up whatever we wanted. It didn't always end up panning out because of course there's breaking news or stuff can happen. Then we would, for all of the stories that we picked, we'd have to either find video or make graphics. So we had to make our own graphics. Yeah. Like Um, full screens. Yes. uh, things like that write all of the scripts and then tease the those stories you know we picked where they were all displayed so Mm -hmm. if we wanted it at a monitor we would put them at a monitor if we wanted them at the desk we would put them at the desk god i i'm getting stressed out thinking about it i mean we it was like eight hours of straight work like there were no lunch breaks there were no like we didn't get up yeah I didn't even like think about it at all yeah but then once you finish writing and putting together your show then while your show is on air you sit in the booth and then you talk to the anchors and then you direct people where to go if you didn't have a floor director like it was a lot but it was very rewarding work to see it go on air and like inform people and you can pick the stories that you think are important and that people yeah. should know so that was cool to kind of have that autonomy but there are so many like dichotomies to it because it's like you could put together such a great show and if one thing goes wrong <laughs> your whole day could be ruined on the flip side every day is a fresh start it's a clean slate That's true yeah, you start over every day clean. Like if yesterday was shitty, the next day could be easy and there could be no breaking news at all. And you just get to run every single story that you put in. But it's only half of the job. Boothing it is a whole nother job because when you're in the booth, you're talking to the anchors, you're talking to the director, you're talking Mm -hmm. to the reporters and you're timing the show. You have certain times that you're supposed to hit. So like we said, you have to be on at the top of the hour and you want to hit closer to the half hour. And then the 15 and the 45, those are all big time marks of when you're Mm -hmm. supposed to be on tv are commercial breaks for our station yeah so you want to hit the commercial break at a certain time so then if there's too much chatter or if you have to add breaking news or you know your meteorologist goes over on weather (laughs) it is a lot more than i think people think it is i guess with that we can talk about what is it like to cover breaking news Can you describe the process? Well, the process is, depending on what type of breaking news, you feel like you're on fire until 
it's live on TV. And even then, you're like, <laughs> no, that's true. I would say 90% of our breaking news was crime. Like shootings, mm-hmm. stabbings, police chases. Yeah. That's a big part of what our breaking was. If there was like breaking traffic, that was kind of nice because you could just let your traffic reporter handle that morning yeah. wise. But um, we covered a lot of shootings, a lot of crime. And with that, honestly, it got it got easier over time. I don't know how you would do it. I would always make my graphic first. That would be smart. <laughs> <laughs> I would make my graphic first and then, because then, you know, for the script wise, if you needed to just throw some bullet points in there, you could. Yeah. Um, or, you happen. know, most of this information comes to us via email. So your mm-hmm. anchors could like read off the email and like yeah. form it themselves. Some anchors are better at that than others. Uh-huh. I mean, I've been in a situation where something breaking has happened and they expect it on TV within 30 seconds. Yeah. So when that happened, I actually had at the bottom of my, we call it a rundown, I would have a breaking news animation, and then I would have a line that just says breaking news, and then I'd have a lower third that said something generic, like breaking now or something, and then the director coded it, so it was in the template every time, so I could just drag that stuff up. Yeah, so be ready to go. The information. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's another thing that people probably don't know is that we could build everything, we could write it, whatever, but it mm-hmm. won't go on TV unless it's coded by the director. Like it, it literally yeah. can't. It can't. The system isn't yeah. built that way. So directing is another hard job too, because there's a lot that could go wrong. Like if you code it wrong, or the camera's wonky, and then you have to like hot punch a two shot on the desk so yeah it's a it's a lot of communication just in general but especially in those breaking news situations it is very important that you're communicating with the director communicating with the anchors but yeah when it's happening you're like oh gosh it's like a little rush that's what some people live for that high yeah of like I mean, breaking was, news yeah because you feel good because you're like wow i got that on i got the news 30 seconds ago and now it's they're reading it on on the air like it it was very fast those are small breaking news situations we have covered a few really big breaking news Uh situations so like I was working day side the day that the Noblesville West like shooting happened the middle school so I when when stuff like that happens that's wall-to-wall breaking news Mm -hmm. where there's nothing in your show except this breaking news and maybe weather as like a relief right and I also covered the duck boat sinking as breaking news day side I remember the FedEx mass shooting yes that day so like any plans that we had or any time we worked ahead like that was all gone like you have to just start over reconstruct your show you kind of want to have different elements like sound bites and kind of make things as unique as possible because it's basically running the same information for an hour but in different ways yeah (laughs) and and we are going to have a larger discussion about that we're going to have two of our reporters who covered the shooting on in a couple weeks to talk about that it'll be a good one and it's not just local breaking news you have to worry about it is national breaking news that you have to worry about too so like national breaking (laughs) news is almost worse honestly because you have to wait for the stuff to come down well the fucking the ukraine war happened overnight Uh we had to cover that that's true 
<laughs> that, the Trump impeachment thing. Elections, race riots in 2020. Oh God, yeah, those. Those were really bad. Those yeah, were, were probably one of the worst things I've ever covered in news. And COVID, just doing things about COVID. That was crazy. But yeah, so breaking news is crazy. Bottom line. Well, that kind of leads into this next question, which is how do you verify information about your stories? That is a good question because it really depends on the producer. It's really on you to make sure that things are accurate. At least nationally, I liked to make sure that it was coming from multiple sources before I reported it. If it's something like politics or like science, you want to make sure that it's accurate and unbiased. Our local news, we we get that from our very hardworking assignment desk yes, people who push. Desk. Yeah, they are like the facilitators of breaking news and new information to the newsroom. So they monitor yeah. all of our emails for press releases, statements. Mm-hmm. They call people. They verify That's information. Right. Yeah, they verify information that way. And then our reporters get us a lot of our local content. They're the one who talk to people, they get interviews, they talk to officials. So reporters and assignment desk are like mm-hmm. the really the driving force. You know, sometimes photographers get sent out and have to yeah. have to be reporters too. They have to go and ask questions and get video and stuff. So and then with that I will say making sure that anything that we report is on the record and from an official person because I know working the assignment desk where I'd be sitting in there and just listening to police scanners all night and there's some information you hear on there that either is wrong or is not for the public to hear so you have to like really make sure that you're being careful and like reporting things that came from official people so this is from a fellow producer What were your favorite and least favorite parts of the job? Good question. I'll start with my favorite first. I really liked the people that I directly worked with. When you're in an environment like a newsroom, you kind of, you're forced to trust other people and you're forced to communicate. So like you really get close with the people that you're dealing with every day. And I really liked like my director, my anchors, you get to really know the reporters, your other producers, you really kind of band together and rely on each other for information. So I really liked that dynamic. And then with that, I think is the flip side. My least favorite was just the way that upper management and the networks treat the employees that work for them. I think there's a lot of respect on the ground level between producers, anchors, reporters, directors, photogs, but there's not a lot that comes down from upper management. So I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble, but a lot of, a lot of, I don't know why you'd get in trouble. We don't work there anymore. I know, but a lot of stations just kind of take advantage of the fact that most journalists are hardworking and they really care about what they do and they don't do it for the money. They do it for getting people informed and telling people stories. They kind of take advantage of that. That's what I would say. Yeah, building off of that, I guess I'll go backwards and start with, like, my least favorite since Mm -hmm. we're talking about. is like, you can be so good at your job and you can put in so much work. And even, like, your direct people, like, your friends, your producers, your anchors can notice it. But there's just an overwhelming feeling of being undervalued. We still live in this city and we don't work in news anymore because we just did, we just 
were breaking our backs and didn't feel like we were getting acknowledged and recognized, whether that be in in the way that we were treated, in the way that we were paid. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, it's a thankless job and you get burnt out really quickly, but I mean... And and that's to say, like, we definitely didn't go in this job and we're not, like, expecting people to pat us on the back every day for doing our job. But it's like, when you do go through that, like, when you go above and beyond and you are doing extra stuff and you're creating a culture and sharing content and helping other people and training and doing X, Y, and Z and making the show like really great yeah you're not just like going in doing the bare minimum like you're actually going above and beyond to make sure that things are accurate because sometimes producers just drag and drop and change the anchor name and don't change anything at all about the script and like I know you and I definitely tried to make sure that things were different from the night before that we had new content, that we had local content. So like it is, it would be nice to see some recognition like, hey, good job, I watched your show. Because a lot of times upper management didn't even watch the shows. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's crazy. And just like if one thing goes wrong out of your whole hour, then you get torn to bits for it. Like, yeah, it's not like, hey, you did this good. No, we noticed this thing went wrong. This one little thing. And then that's what they talk to you about instead of everything that mm-hmm. did right so it was a lot of building each other up yeah and I will say my favorite I I did have a lot of like favorite parts of the job like mm-hmm. I mean it goes through waves of course because it's such a I mean people leave all the time it, that's just how the industry yeah. is it's very short term like people work for two or three years and then and then they go other places but in our heyday we had a really great group of producers yeah. that were all very close mm-hmm. and supported each other and I had really good relationships with all of my anchors and my reporters and and all of that my I had a really fun time doing like fun stories building up like the fun stories and teasing them and and doing stuff like that but (laughs) yeah but I also really liked just the satisfaction of like building up a really good news block just the satisfaction of like we are telling these people stories we are getting people information that they need to know it's rewarding in a way there's just a lot in the news industry in general and it's not just our station that we're talking about the negatives it's kind of happening everywhere which is unfortunate because news is very important yeah I mean it was a lot of fun times for sure (laughs) yeah there are a lot I mean there are a lot of really really great things I mean the the driving force behind tv news are the people who do it so this is from a former co-worker of ours she said what would it take for you to go back Oh my god. Um a six digit salary. Six six figure, you mean? There are six digits. I stand by what I said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, definitely more money for sure. I think the schedule sucked, but it sucked because I never got used to it. Like I could never yeah, you really so can't. I think if I could guarantee sleep, like if I knew yeah. that I could come home and sleep for eight hours uninterrupted, I'd that be would so be much part of it too. Yeah, because I would just get like inconsistent sleep. And I was all, I always felt like I was tired, could never get past it. And then like, if you want to have fun on the weekends, you have to flip your sleep schedule to be a normal person again. There's just like Mm -hmm. no consistency. So yeah, it'd take a lot for me to go back. I, yeah, I, you know, (laughs) 
I I do think too, and like it, if there's a world in which we move to a different city, because y'all, my husband's still in news. Like, like we are still we are still attached to this to this world. And so, if there's a world in which we go to a different city or a different market, and for whatever reason I can't keep the job that I have now, I would explore going back. Yeah, I don't know if I would. <laughs> It is I'm hard, too, afraid. because I have said, I mean, multiple times, I said, once I have a kid, I don't think I could work in news. And so, I mean, you're about to have a kid, so I feel like I get that. Yeah, I mean, if it was a nine to five, a lot more pay, I would consider it. But it is a lot of stress. Like, I, talking about it now, like, I still have dreams where I'm a producer and I get, I oversleep and I get in there at 3 a.m. and my show's on at five. They're called news mares. Yeah, news mares. I have those still. I used to. Ha- I used to get them too. It's crazy. It's cr- actually crazy. They're real. They're news nightmares. They are real. Yeah, because like there's just like any little thing could go wrong and you're fucked. It was eight hours of straight work. I don't think people understand that. Like you do not get a break. Like there's no oh let me get coffee with my like for fifteen minutes and da da da. No, that's fifteen minutes you could be working and getting your stuff done. Yeah. My uh my news mirrors were always about like same thing. Like I got either like I got into work and it was super late right before the show and there was nothing in the show or like yeah. my show got deleted and <gasps> there was nothing in the show. Like that that type of stuff. And and then it was always like me rushing to try to get it done uh-huh. and and like people trying to talk to me like everyone trying to talk to me and I just like yeah. couldn't do it was it was bad those are yeah. bad yeah I still get those and I wake up in a sweat and I'm like oh my god but I mean some people are made for it like we say your husband is made for it I think he's he made oh totally <laughs> Totally. But it also, he's a manager now. So like his, his job is a little different. It's still, I mean, it's still crazy. It's just a different kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's a stressful industry. There's a lot of bad shit happening in the world. And to just constantly be immersed in that was not super great. Um, I think everybody that's in news or that just got out of news should be in therapy. I think news stations should pay for therapy. And I'm not kidding. That's fair. (laughs) The group of producers who aged up in in what we, you know, the same time period we did, we went from, we went straight into a Trump presidency, which like him or dislike him, was unlike any other presidency that there's ever been. And then COVID. Yep, it was a lot. We kept saying, I'm tired of living through historical events. Can we like not? I've had enough. Over it. Elections. <laughs> and that's what I said. I said, I don't ever want to work another election in yeah, news again. That was my goal. I was like, I want out by the next election. I can't do it. Yeah. I cannot do it. My, it taxed my mental way too much. Yes. Because like it or not, you have to get the people, the information in a way that your viewpoint is not in there, Mm -hmm. which is hard. It's really hard. I prided myself on that because I have very strong opinions, but (laughs) (laughs) to say it lightly, but I did pride myself on just getting the facts out there, whether they're right or wrong. Here's what this side said. Here's what this side said. 
here's what we know, here's what's coming next. I've really tried to keep my opinion out of there. You're not just dealing with your own opinions. I mean, there are so many other people around you that they're, you know, you're not supposed to put your opinions in what's going on. I feel like for some of our other, you know, anchors, reporters, whatever, it's Uh hard to not see the little implicit push behind certain things. And so handling that is a whole nother, like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. And every day there's another child that's killed. Every day there's another like natural disaster where 47 people have died. Like it's just a lot of death and a lot of destruction that you're surrounded by constantly. And you can't take a break because you need to be in the know of what's happening for your show the next morning. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It would take a lot for me to go back, I think. That's fair. All right. We've got one last question. Okay. Okay. It's from uh, one of our guests. I'm going to ask it and I'm sure you'll be able to know who. The question is, who was your favorite anchor? (laughs) Yes, I know who asked this question. I will say that the team that I was with, the team of talent with me going out of news was my favorite. Like that team, that group of people was just amazing. I really felt that we all had each other's backs and we really cared about each other and we would always make note of special events in their lives and then we'd all get together and celebrate. Like we made time for each other to get to know each other and spend time outside of work, which I really appreciated. And like, it's something that I do miss a lot. Like I'm getting (laughs) about it because It's like, that was the hardest part of leaving news because like, I cared about my team so much and they were the people that I had been with through really shitty situations. And you just, you have to lean on each other. And I think that team that I went out of news with was the best team that I've ever. Call them out by name. Okay. So it would be Angela, Nick, Rachel, Krista, and then eventually Justin. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I love them so much. And I miss them a lot. (laughs) And I think it's important to note too, that all of these people, your side and my side were full supportive of us leaving. Like they, they supported us every step of the way. Like, even though it was hard to leave them, they were all very supportive. And the thing that's hard about, so Megan and I worked at a duopoly which is a station that owns two it's one station that's made up of two stations basically so like yeah, we had a, i know yeah. cats out of the bag we've like not really talked about like where exactly we worked but like you worked for the cbs side mm-hmm. i worked for the fox side mm-hmm. but I came from evenings and day side where it overlapped so much that like I had mm-hmm. experience on the CBS and Fox because they are different. They have different yeah. like brands, different graphics, yeah. all of that. And so even on the morning show, even though I was on the Fox side, I would get pulled to the CBS yeah. side a lot if there was something, you know, someone called in sick or someone was on vacation. So like I worked with your team yeah. a lot. And I worked with and worked with my team and your team was great. They were they were so great. They were just as supportive of me as they were of you. There was no drama at all, like no drama at all. It was amazing. And yeah. uh, And if I, if I was like, Hey, can you jump in and write this for me, please? They would do it. Or if I'm like, Hey, can you like, like, I didn't get time to write this. Can you just like, look at this real quick and like ad lib for it? And they're like, yeah, sure. Totally. No problem. Like, it was just amazing. Like, yeah, just a group of people that you can just rely on implicitly and trust. And like, they really 
like they really cared about yeah. you as a person, which I really appreciate. And like they would celebrate like your birthday, and then mm. they would be like, "Oh, I heard this happened in your like real life, not your news life. Like, let's go celebrate it." Yeah. Like, it was amazing, and we had our own little I mean, Christmas. We thing. had, we did, we bought each other Christmas presents. We threw baby showers for yeah. each other. We had birthday parties, like yeah. everything that you would do with like your friends and your family. Like we did with these people. Yeah, so awesome. they were, I, I love them so much, and like they're all doing like such amazing things. Even the people that are still there, and I just support them wholeheartedly. And I love you yeah. guys if you're listening so much. I miss it a lot. That was that was the hardest. That was literally the only thing that was holding me back from leaving. Yeah, was that and you? <laughs> well, and then I left. So went. and now you left before me, again. and then I left. But but well, because <laughs> you guys all left me on an island. There were five of I us, and I was the last I person leave. there. I had to leave. I had to get out. Get out right now. Uh, I worked with a really great team too like we went through a lot together um my core team was like scott lindy brit jim yeah, yeah. i love all those people so so much i have a picture that they signed for me that's like their promo that i have on my and desk Signed one for my grandma who watched all seven hours of news <laughs> that's <laughs> insane i can't imagine so nice. um but they like those are really great people they're my friends they still like catch up with yeah. me i would say um lindy and I are still very close we text mm-hmm. all the time and we we catch up and stuff she was probably I mean I had three anchors that I feel like made a huge impact on me Lindsay like I worked so closely with her when I was on the weekend show that truly felt like a family I was sad when I left the weekends to come to mornings and her and I are still extremely close it was hard to kind of break into like working with Scott and Lindy at first they didn't know me yeah. I didn't know them and yeah. and building that relationship doesn't happen overnight and right I was on the morning show for two and a half years like it got good it got really really good you know we had some <laughs> really really good times Scott and Lindy just know so much they beat off of each other so well and they yeah. can just like when they need to be pros they are like the pros of the pros yeah um and someone else who I felt like that too that I was just like utterly taken back and impressed with was Jess when she she filled in a lot for Lindy when Lindy got sick and um I worked very 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 closely with her and she just like I mean she's old school at the desk with a pen and a piece of paper taking her own (laughs) notes for breaking news so that if she needed to she could just read off of them and like so professional so good we need to have her on we do need to have her on okay Delphi update once the trial's over we should yeah that's perfect so let's do a Delphi update with her and but the the thing is that episode is gonna be like two hours long because okay nobody talks like Jessica Hayes like she just she can talk (laughs) and talk and talk important too like it's not Fluff. It's like literal things where you're like hanging on every word. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you learn you learn the little quirks. I really did not dislike anybody that I worked with talent-wise. When you're on air, you probably have a really big personality. 
So yeah. it's hard to like, oh, for sure. Like, all of those different types of personalities, but that just goes to show like the reporters. I love the reporters that we worked with, especially the ones that I went out with, not like going out on a date, but like <laughs> going out for fun. Yeah. yeah. So I would say mine, I mean, loved working. I, when I worked on the CBS side, I loved working with Angela. She's a great anchor to work with, but so my core that I worked with every, every day. Yeah. We love you guys still. Oh, our dark from the dark side. I know. PR. <laughs> See, you were worried we weren't going to have enough questions or anything to talk about. We have been oh, on geez. this call for an hour. <laughs> I know, but it was good. It's cathartic. It is cathartic. So did you know horoscopes became a staple in newspapers in 1930 when Britain's Sunday Express ran a horoscope of the newborn princess Margaret by an astrologer. He declared that her life would be, quote, eventful. One of his next forecasts about a British aircraft being in danger was taken seriously when a British airship then crashed outside of Paris, killing 48 people. Astrology is real. It is, I swear to God. Like, I'm I'm serious. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, like, the horoscope part of it. I'm talking about the literal, like, the planets and the stars and, like, the alignment like there have I watched a video on TikTok the other day about <laughs> this girl this girl was like the US government has an astrologist on their staff like this is real people have like wow astron- well, if you think about it the moon controls the tides or whatever and like our bodies are like oh I don't this percentage is not going to be correct it's like <laughs> 78 percent water or something no that's no I'm pretty sure that's right yeah okay we're more water than not is my point. I don't know. It's a thing. Yeah. I swear to the love. We are both we are both Aries. I'm an Aries to my core. Uh-huh. You're you're an Aries Taurus cusp because you're like the last day of Aries. So Ooh. you're like right there. And I do see parts <laughs> that are like Aries and Taurus in you. Yeah. But well because yeah. I have co-star. Do you have co-star? I think you do. Uh, I yes I do. Because they always says like mine is similar to yours. Co-star <laughs> sponsor us. Oh yeah that's what I wanted to say too. If you know anybody local that would like to be a sponsor we'll shout you out absolutely <laughs> absolutely maybe like i would love like a duncan that'd be great like a local duncan donut sponsor us <laughs> we'll talk real good shit about you megan that's insane <laughs> what if they did they're not good. Or like a local goodwill i would really oh my love gosh <laughs> well We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. Yes, we just needed a little break <laughs> after last week. I got we're so mad last week. Screaming, screaming into the microphone. Um, yeah. We're passionate. What can we say? We're Aries and we're passionate. Period. All right. Well, we don't have any sources, um, but I mean, you can fact check anything we say. That's up, That's on you. <laughs> How about you just how about you just follow us on Instagram and Twitter and yeah. if you if you like us give us a review on Apple yeah. and Spotify. Yes, and tell your friends about us because we love people and you can always message us, we'll respond to you. Give us your case suggestions to That's what I was gonna say. Send us your cases. I love those. Like those are some of my favorite episodes is when people reach out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I think it's funny.